If these words resonate with you, authenticity, understated elegance, and the grace of time, then we've got an episode for you. Listen in. Hey everybody, I'm Kelly Wilkness here with Anita Joyce, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks. Today we're talking about wabi-sabi. Is it a trend, an attitude, an approach, or maybe all three? I think it's very timely to be discussing this concept of wabi-sabi, and you may not realize sort of how deep it goes. So it is not a decor term that just popped up a couple of years ago. Uh, Wabi-sabi has been going on for many, many years, back into ancient times. And uh, we'll go back a little bit further, but maybe not that far, and then let you know Everything that goes into having a wabi-sabi home attitude and approach. Yes. And, you know, it's interesting. I was thinking wabi-sabi was kind of, uh, you know, let it go, kind of take it easy, chill out, don't get all stressed about things. And that's certainly a part of it. But when I started researching for this episode, I found out there was so much more to it. And some of it's kind of... Uh, my style and some of it really isn't, but it's, it's, it was very interesting to find out about. So I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. And today we're talking about a concept that, you know, you may not do anything physically about right now, uh, but maybe it's something you want to think about. Uh, think about how you can incorporate that into your home. Think about how you can incorporate it into your lifestyle. Because as I said in the beginning, this was not about decor, you know, so the wabi-sabi approach, it's a Japanese worldview, uh, which is basically, in a nutshell, the acceptance of imperfection. Um, and it w- they were not talking about their living room or ironing their tablecloths back then. You know, it was really a- an approach to life and a, and a way of uh, living. It continued to be sort of a, a doctrine of how to approach life. And then a few years ago, it started to sort of windle its way into the vernacular with regard to home decor. So how do you interpret wabi-sabi in your home decor is something we're going to be focusing on today, but also giving you some background on, you know, like really where did it come from and what is it? So again, it celebrates the acceptance of imperfection. So it's celebrating authenticity. There are certain hallmarks like a simplistic things, freshness, a quietness, like I said in the little teaser to this episode, understated elegance, um, natural things uh, that are not necessarily perfect, like, you know, maybe maybe more of a wilting rose or a, a browning leaf or something like that. I mean, it can be a fresh thing too, but it also celebrates the imperfection or the, the wilting of things in nature. And that the idea that serenity and Grace comes with age, but real age, like the real patina, not something that was distressed and you find it on the racks at Home Goods, like the real deal. Mm-hmm. And that's probably a good thing to think about with respect to our own selves as well. No matter where you, you are. I knew you were headed there too. And I'm thinking about that too, that uh, so much of the Asian culture there's such great respect for the elders and the respect for the wisdom they have. And so I think that this is something that's gotten lost these days uh, as people kind of worship the youth and the younger generation. And I think there's a lot to be said for appreciating 
the older people and the wisdom they have. So I, you know, I think it's a wonderful thing to appreciate age, embrace it, and just kind of wherever you're, wherever you are. Yes. Other characteristics of wabi-sabi in decor would be asymmetry, sort of a roughness, again, simple, organic materials, economy, modesty, and sort of a, a very, it doesn't have to be a neutral color palette, but things that you would see in nature. So, you know, not chartreuse, probably. Uh, you know, not, I haven't seen that. <laughs> you haven't seen that. But, you know, I mean, you know, I guess you can say, oh, well, you can see fuchsia and colors like that in a sky, but but then the natural colors that you would associate with. So um, unless, Anita, you have anything else you want to add about the overall concept no. of wabi-sabi, maybe we can go into now. Well, how do you translate that into your decor? And, of course, put our own sort of Western twist on it. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, we're not in ancient times either. So our sort of modern world Western twist on it is obviously a little bit different than what was going on way back when in ancient Japan. Um, so how do you translate this attitude and approach to life into your home decor? Well, there are certain things that you can, actual physical things that you can add, or as Anita often likes to say, things you can take away. <laughs> Well, what I wanted to start with is is kind of the concept of embracing the age of things mm -hmm. first. Uh, and that, to me, if you collect antiques, then boom, you are there. Because antiques are already going to be roughed up a little bit. There's not then, And you're going to be used to the concept of imperfection. That is the beauty of an antique, is the aging process and how somebody's unit used it and it's worn. And you can kind of picture how maybe somebody used it 100 years ago. So I think one of the pieces of this is to include old things in your house, to include antiques. Or maybe it's not even an antique. Maybe it's something you have in your house that your kids knocked over, they kicked it, they chipped it, they dropped things on it, so it's kind of beat up a little bit. I think the thing to think about is how that piece of furniture or whatever it is has served you and and to re be reminded of all the wonderful experiences your family has had with that chair or maybe uh, that armoire that maybe held your, your kids' clothes or something. I think that is kind of part of the embracing the age. Yeah, well, well said. It doesn't have to be just antiques. Examples of some pieces, smaller things that you may add or maybe pull out from the back of your cupboards, those dole bowls and things like that. I think the idea, too, of things that people had used on a daily basis – as well, that kind of works into the modesty uh, aspect of it. It's not necessarily this fine piece of what have you that you would have behind glass. I think the wabi-sabi idea is things that you would use on a daily basis. Like mm -hmm. you know, Anita uh, in particular and I as well, we love the old silver, even if it's mm -hmm. silver plate, you know, oh, the forks yeah. and the spoons and like that. Adding something like that where, you know, somebody else had their hand on it and maybe it's not polished to perfection. Mine certainly aren't. And, you know, and you embrace that. So these are little things. I don't know if we can think of other things, we can add them in as the episode goes on. But those are just little things that you can pick up that are not very expensive that if you don't have on hand already, you could add. But I love Anita's whole idea of like, you know, looking at that, 
you know, maybe your kid took a pen to your dining room table at one time or, you know, <laughs> something like a, that. I have a hard time moving past that one. Right. <laughs> that Wabi Sabi in the works. Not, we're not but, all the way there. Right. Okay. Um, but let me, let's just talk about it a little bit more though. Sure. Um, so I, I mean, I would even extend it to, um, you know, just, just kind of letting things uh, not be just this embracing the imperfections and uh, what you were saying about the patina. That's kind of what I wanted to talk about because there's so many materials that develop this patina, pat- excuse me, patina over time that you cannot get with a new piece. And so it actually, in some cases, makes the piece more beautiful than it was before. Some of the old silver has a patina. That's simply beautiful that you cannot get with a new piece of silver. So that's kind of what we're talking about is looking at these old pieces and enjoying the patina. And so many things like copper as it ages has a beautiful patina. So there's a lot of things that change the way they look as they age. And that's kind of what this is talking about. Natural materials as well. So move away from the plastics as much as you can. And, you know, so many of the things that you're going to hear us talking about in this wabi-sabi approach to decorating is things that we have talked about before with you in regards to all different aspects of decor. They're sort of collecting them together. You're going to get this wabi-sabi thing going on in your home, which I think is going to be, it's a really nice way to live. So replacing the plastic with natural materials. This could mean using the decorative storage that we've talked to you about before, like me with my white pictures, I keep the batteries and the rubber bands and things like that. So it's a, it's a nice uh, item, not too grand, something you can use every day. It's old. It's, it's kind of got, it's like ticking all the boxes of Wabi Sabi and it's not just a plastic box. Even your toothbrush, you don't have to have a plastic toothbrush or you don't have to have, why are all the toothbrushes like purple and white and blue and white? Like, why are they so ugly? I I actually buy my toothbrushes from Trader Joe's. Uh, do you, does your Trader Joe's carry them? Because they have the, they have extra soft, very soft, whatever they call it. So they have a nice so they, variety. Are they bamboo? Is that what you're getting? They're not bamboo, but I get the white ones. Well, I use I the Sonicare. I use a Sonicare, so. I have to get, just to get the replacement heads. They're white, so. Yes. But apparently, the company that I really like, Muji, I gave uh, Muji to you guys as a crush one time. Uh-huh. I They have beautiful, s- simple products like that. So if there if there was a company that I would say is really embraces Wabi Sabi, that is also a well-priced items, is Muji. So we can link to them again. They have such beautiful home products like you know you don't have to have a lot of ugly plastic bottles even you sure it takes a little effort to pour the shampoo or the what have you out into something else but you know maybe it's worthwhile to you if you're highly sensitive to that sort of thing and and being surrounded by beautiful things really matter to you well now in the shower i'm not using glass because of breakage and that would be right but you don't have to have you know a green bottle with a big label on it either. You can have a clear plastic bottle. Right. But what you're saying too, I love the idea of using beautiful storage and there's so much beautiful storage. There's no reason for people to have to use a bunch of plastic tubs for things. So I have cardboard boxes that are beautiful black and white boxes that I use in my closet 
that hold things and they all match. Also, I'm thinking about our laundry baskets because when I grew up, everyone had a plastic laundry basket. Everybody. Well, mine are kind of those foldable. They're fabric, but they kind of stand up and mm-hmm. they will scrunch down. Yeah. I use those. So there's a lot of uh, options for holding things. Just keep looking. You don't have to use plastic to, to store things. There's so many different beautiful options now. Right. And it might not be things that you even think about. It's like, oh, I always I just, that's what I put the thing in and it happens to be plastic. So you're again, you're just having these blinders on, you're not seeing it. So think about it. This is a great time to be doing this. Even if you aren't in a position to replace these items right now, you could make a list of things that you wanted to get, uh, or you could just you know, see how are my how am I using plastics in my house? How can I eliminate those? How can I go to using some of the decorative pieces I have as my storage, and then as I can adding in maybe some canvas storage material uh, or wooden options or something like that. I had touched on the natural palette, so if you're wanting to go wabi sabi, you know, maybe you want to sort of take it down a notch. Think about the the colors you'd find in nature. Like I would think more of not only our fave neutrals and all that, so the whites and the greases and the taupes and the grays and all that, but the greens of mosses, the greens of plants, the colors like that, soft colors, the blues of the sky and blues of the ocean, those are kind of the colors you want to be looking for, even browns of the dirt, uh, you know, and they can range. It doesn't have to be all light colors. It can be some dark colors, but you're not going to see hot pink necessarily. Well, right, and you might even see some pink or purple or something, but we're talking about a more of a color that you would see in nature. So neon fluorescent colors are not really what we're talking about. We're talking about more of like a natural dyed color. So it would be more subtle colors. Right. Subtle. Good word. Good word to use. Yes. And then uh, the approach when using Wabi Sabi is really no fuss. And I just love this. It's no ironing, no need. I'm Wabi Sabi. (laughs) I just, I used to just say, I don't like to iron and I don't, and I don't polish silver and I don't do that. But yeah, it's embraced. So this is my, this is my calling, the wabi-sabi. I do. I, I love ironing. I know I love you ironing. do. It's but fun. that's okay. It's fun. But I will say this. I, if I have something that's linen and it's wrinkled, it doesn't freak me out like it does some iron or people who like to iron. Because when I see the wrinkles in something that's linen, to me, the reason I can embrace it is because I look at that and say, I know that that's real linen because it's so wrinkled and the way it looks. If it doesn't wrinkle at all and they say it's 100% linen, I know they're lying. So, oh. uh, you know, so I kind of, but it's, but it's kind of that embracing of, of the natural. So when I see that it's wrinkled, I go, oh, that's my sign that this is the real thing. So I just kind of do, like you said, kind of an embrace of it because you know, I might be ironing a, sh- a linen shirt, but once I put it on, of course, it's going to get wrinkled right away. And I just go, well, you know, that's kind of part of it. But also uh, this no fuss. Let's talk about, too, like the scuffed floors. Uh, our floors at the farm have, and it's pine, so not a hardwood. They are covered with collie scratches. And I am just having to embrace. It's a work in progress. Should I phrase it that way? And I can't. Aren't we all? I can't fix it because it's just going to happen again. So it just, it is what it is. It's there. And you know what? I love my dog. So 
this is a funny little thing that happened uh, the other day, you know, because we're all home and we're really focused in on, you know, every little thing the dogs do because everyone's like, oh, they're so cute. Look at them sitting that way. Oh, they're so cute. Look at this way. And Emmett does this little thing in the afternoon. He'll go over to, they have a special drawer in the kitchen where their treats come out of. And he kind of rubs, not rubs, but it didn't even look like he was ever making contact. He kind of like puts his nose right towards the edge. Like he's kind of smelling it. He knows that's his his drawer. And then he'll do that. And then he'll come over and he'll sit right in front of me and look at me with those big brown eyes. Like, come on, please give us a treat. <laughs> so I, uh, my girls were sitting on the ground and I, he was doing that. And so I got down and to give him a little pet. And I looked over and right on the corner of that drawer, which is in between the fridge and the freezer in my kitchen and on the white cabinet there's little marks like from his little nose like you know whatever Aww. like you know little maybe his little nose he's digging or something and he comes in and he does it and so and I really I said to the girls I can't take that off because <laughs> that's Emmett like Aww. talking to us you're right? yeah, so cute yeah. so all those little things like you're saying you look at the floor and there is you know molly's marks or you know uh, when your kids are little and you're like oh my gosh another fingerprint on the glass but you know they're they're little fingerprints and well so- it's interesting you say that because it reminds me of when my kids when my in-laws were still alive they used to go spend uh, the weekend with them when they were little and there were toys everywhere and uh, my father-in-law used to say, and I miss him so much, he used to say, well, when they're gone, we'll be able to clean up the house. You know, when they go home, we're able to clean up the house, but we're really sad. Yeah. So kind of think of these uh, imperfections of just remind you of just try to think of the people and the animals associated with all these dings and and dense and just, um, you know, hopefully it brings a smile to your face. Right. Celebrate them. We talked about, uh, well, the no fuss. Let me just say one more thing about that. I think it's very much in akin with sort of the California style that you can kind of codify it in a certain look. There's a lot of authentic materials. There's a lot of linen. There's a lot of jutes and sizes and things like that. So if you're seeing rooms like that too, that that kind of dips into the whole wabi-sabi look as well. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. Decorating Tips and Tricks is brought to you today by BetterHelp. Therapy is not only for traumatic events. Therapy can help you to better know and understand the most important person in your life, and that's you. Therapy can guide and teach you to be a better, happier, and less stressed you. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk things through. BetterHelp will connect you with a licensed therapist who you can talk things through with honestly and fully. So if you're thinking about starting therapy in 2023, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Simply fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DTT and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DTT. 
I want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space, we are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon. And then nature, bringing in, or certainly even branches, sticks, leaves scattered across your dining room table, but, you know, not the kind that you, that are all those garish oranges and golds that you buy, <laughs> you know, in a pack for $3.99, uh-huh, yes. you know, like the real deal. That is just so pretty. Or sometimes if you have a flower and it's wilting a little bit, like we just had this pretty rose I picked from the garden. This rose will not die. It's not white. So it's not in the, I didn't plant it. It's not in the front of my house it's over by the trash cans and it just it only gets rainwater and it just blooms this magical color and so I brought some in for the table for dinner and it was over like three or four days and then the petals all fell and I thought they just look so beautiful laying there so I just left them there until they kind of you know really got sort of cruddy looking and the brown and curled up and then then off they went but enjoy that part of the nature that you bring into your house too. It doesn't have to be just perfect, just picked or just delivered. Oh, exactly. And the branches, I mean, these can be bare branches in the winter. Uh, You can bring in some beautiful rocks. Uh, I love a rock. I I love rocks. I do too. And you know, out at the farm, I have a few that look like they've been worked on. One looks like it was used as a, a implement of like maybe crushing stone or something because it's got a little place to, for you to put your thumb. Well, now that you've told everyone that, you're going to have, they're going to come and hoard <laughs> it off the farm. <laughs> so uh, what else? Light. Oh my gosh. We talk about that all the time, right? So natural light, let the light in. We're break proponents of no, no draperies uh, if you can get away with that. Right. And I think, too, I I love the look of plantation shutters, but the problem with them is, and I used to have them throughout my house, and I'm not saying get rid of them if you have them, but if you have them, to really embrace the wabi-sabi, you're going to have to swing them open. I mean, this is really about bringing in as much natural light as possible. And uh, so you really want to be able to throw open, throw back the curtains, pull up the shades, swing open those shutters and get all of that natural light in. That's part of Wabi Sabi. And I do think it does impact your well-being. And there are some studies that say people who are working under fluorescent light can get headaches from them. So, uh, you know, just that natural light is just so good for your mental health. So I think that's just a wonderful thing to do. And the old edit really need to edit down the things because a cluttered room is not going to buoy your spirits and it's not going to put you on the road to a wabi-sabi approach to decorating. So, but here's the thing, it's different. It doesn't mean getting rid of everything. It doesn't mean being ruthless with, does this bring me, you know, joy or not? It doesn't mean throwing out everything that your kid ever brought home from school. It means editing it down 
to something that is manageable for you that you can live with. Not that it's like all stored away or there's so much of it that you can't even enjoy it. A certain number of pieces because that all of that adds to the whole approach of, you know, respecting the age of something, particularly if it's an older thing that you collect or things from your your own childhood or your children's childhood or something like that. All of that works into it. So you most certainly should have things around you that make you happy and that you see. But, you know, maybe use them. Make them part of something. And so and and don't have so many of them that they're just there for display. Sort of incorporate them more into your daily living and your decor. Yeah. So I'm thinking too, when we talk about this editing, we're talking about editing furniture and accessories. So just fewer things. I think uh, just too much furniture in a room feels cluttered. It feels confusing and it causes, it can cause stress. So this Wabi Sab approach is to not have too much in a room. And I don't think my decorating style in many ways is wabi-sabi because French is not, I don't think of a country French as being wabi-sabi, but I too really spend a lot of time editing and I really don't like a cluttered room or too much in a room. So I think even if you have a different decorating style, I think a lot of these concepts can really be applied to another decorating style. And certainly some of these I really do apply to to my decorating. Yeah, I was intrigued by what you said in the beginning, like which ones do you, do you really feel like you don't agree with or wouldn't work for you? Well, I think it's I think this look is more just kind of natural and very simple mm-hmm. lines and very simple objects whereas I like a beautiful antique French painting or a French chair mm-hmm. or uh, I'm trying to think a beautiful just very or I love beautifully ornate antique objects and I don't think that that is being wabi-sabi. Yeah, I think that's I, too fussy. Okay, I see that. But uh, so much of it, I thought, really applied to both of our approaches to decorating. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think a lot of this, I do this, but if you looked at my house, you'd never call it wabi-sabi because it doesn't look... Yeah, it does because it's very French. So, uh, you know, I think think there are pieces of this that you can apply to any home to make it just work better. Right. So which sort of underlines even the title of it. Is it a trend? Is it an attitude? Is it approach? It doesn't have to be strictly followed. You don't have to do every single thing uh, because I think so much of what you do incorporates a lot of this and myself as well. I also like a, you know, well-turned chair or, you know, Mm -hmm. a piece of silver with a lot of carving on it or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So probably I don't think anybody would say, yeah. Oh, wow. You're so wabi-sabi. Like, get me some green tea and let's sit on the ground. So they would not feel that way in my house. When I think wabi-sabi, I think very clean lines and I think minimalism and that's mm-hmm. not my house. Right. But I don't think you have to visualize it that way. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. taking, you know, anybody listening today can take what they like from this and any of one, any of these things that we talked about today, if you added that to your decorating approach, I think your house and not only your house, yourself would benefit from it. Don't you? Oh, I think so. I think so. And there's a lot of these uh, concepts that I think are just fabulous for everyone. Like 
you know, don't worry so much about the wrinkles. Don't worry if some of your silver is uh, tarnished. I think those are great attitudes. Don't worry if things aren't perfect. I think these are just fabulous concepts and and schools of thought that just benefit everyone to just be a little less uh, stressed about everything being perfect. I don't have to say anything else. That was well said. There is a book on this subject. Uh, I have not read it, but I'm intrigued to pick it up myself. It's called Wabi Sabi Welcome by Julie Pointer Adams. So we can link that in the show notes if you want to get a deeper dive into Wabi Sabi. You're welcome to. Ha <laughs> ha. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. So what are we defining today? We are going to define a torchere. That is a floor lamp designed to throw light upwards instead of down. And in early times, it was just any stand that held the light. So not all floor lamps are a torchere. If the light is pointed down instead of up, then it's just a floor lamp. (laughs) With no fancy name. (laughs) No, it's just a floor lamp. So anyway, I just thought it would be interesting because I wasn't sure that everyone uh, knew what that meant. Yeah, because it's a word you might come across or might, someone might say it. And you just sound fabulous if you go to Lamps Plus or something and you ask for a oh, torchair yes. oh, instead yes. of just a floor lamp. So exactly. good for you. Good to know these words. My crush today is one specific item, but also a whole line of items. Because I think that the value and the design are great. It's a designer called Jonathan Y, and he's on Amazon, and he might be in other places too, but he has one of those little stores on Amazon. So I mm-hmm. think it's sort of an Amazon. You know, you can never really tell what's going on over there. Yeah. But he does a lot of home decor, but particularly the lighting. So I tripped upon Jonathan Y's collection when I was looking for a lantern-style uh, chandelier for a client of mine, and I was finding things running the gamut you know, from like Circa um, lighting and various other higher end places where she was going to have to spend you know, six, $700, $500. And that really wasn't in the budget because we've done a lot at this particular condo. So we wanted to keep it around a hundred, 200 tops. Well, I found this gorgeous lantern style chandelier for her, a nice size and this one comes in various sizes, but we chose the 12 inch, which was perfect for over her breakfast table for $69. Now it is brush gold. It's got four uh, candelabra lights. It's got a long chain. It's got all the things that you were getting for $600 and looks just as good as those for $69. So then I thought, I got to see what else this guy's got. (laughs) Then I went over there. Yeah, I need to check this out. Yeah, a lot of beautiful lighting. And I and I don't think I would necessarily say it's a exact knockoff, but kind of in that realm where, you know, he's he's doing the designs you're seeing in higher end places, but for a lot less. So, Jonathan Y, I can put the link to his whole Amazon shop in the show notes. Check him out. In fact, I suggested that linear lamp. Remember when we did the consult with Kalisha the other day? Mm-hmm. And I suggested that long yes. linear mm-hmm. a chandelier for over her dining room table. Yeah, and that was a wonderful price. High-end looking chandelier that I had seen very similar ones in other places for upwards of seven $800. And this one was like 230 bucks. So... Definitely a place to check out. So my crush is Biddy and Bo's coffee. And you might say, what's special about Biddy and Bo's? I love them because they hire people with intellectual disabilities. 
Oh, that's uh, so great. Yeah, and you know, I have a daughter with Down syndrome, so I'm very conscious of companies that really support people with disabilities. So Biddy and Bose was founded by Amy and Ben Wright, uh, and they have four children. They have a daughter, Lily, who was born with autism, and Biddy and Bo were born with Down syndrome. So that's a lot of people wow. in their family who have, uh, you know, intellectual disabilities. And, you know, the problem, well, one of the many problems, I will say, that people face is that, you know, it's hard to find employment if you've got an intellectual disability. Now, I know with the program my daughter's at, with a Reach Unlimited, they do have a lot of programs uh, so that people can be employed. But it is hard hard for these families to find work for their for for their kids, so it not so this company Biddy and Bose not only employs people with intellectual disabilities, but they've really created created this inclusive environment where it really encourages people coming in to see other people with disabilities, and they can kind of, you know, just get comfortable being comfortable being around them, and just kind of uh, realize that they're just people, and there's nothing really strange or odd about them. They just have this disability. But, you know, for someone who's never been around somebody with a disability, I can see that it's kind of scary or you just don't know how to act. Uh, But this kind of helps that. And so that's why I'm just so excited about it. So they have 13 locations. uh, And they did start out in Wilmington, North Carolina, not that long ago, 2016. Uh, But they have a new location here in Houston on Rice Boulevard. I haven't been yet, but I cannot wait to go. And, uh, but you can also buy coffee from them online or visit their locations. They do have 13 locations, uh, so, but they're not obviously in every state. I'll include a link to their Instagram account and their, their website. And uh, yeah, check them out. Oh, Anita, that's so great. Thank you for sharing that so much. So is it Biddy, B-I-T-T-Y? Yes, right. And B-E-A-U apostrophe S. Wow. Okay. Definitely checking them out. Well, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time.